Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Spirit of Prophecy podcast. Really excited about today's episode. I got really fired up preparing for it. So be prepared to get an earful today. And uh, if you notice the title of this particular episode, I did not spell it wrong. But the title is The False Prophets or False Prophets but P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And the reason uh, I did that is because, unfortunately, one of the things that motivates a lot of people to talk about prophecy are profits. You can make money, and, uh, and unfortunately, you make a lot more, you get a lot more popularity if you feed people baloney. People love being fed baloney. They love fantasy. That is why we have Hollywood. That is why movie theaters make a lot of money and Disney makes a lot of money. People love fantasy. They they really do. And the more real you can make it seem, the more excited they get about it. And that's one of the th- interesting things about the internet conspiracy theories. While obviously, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories are completely true and a lot of yesterday's conspiracy theories are just today's basic news. Understand that you do have your crazy conspiracy theories that people who just love fantasy typically get caught up in. You know, you show me, uh, you know, you show me a flat earther, you show me a, um, you know, Bigfoot believer, UFO believer. I'll show you somebody uh, who loves fan the fantasy genre of movies. They're probably into comic books. They're going to be into all things fantasy and the internet, it gives you like another layer to that fantasy. When you're watching a Disney movie, you know it's fantasy. You know it's not even supposed to be real. But when a regular looking guy on YouTube is making videos telling you the government's trying to hide Sasquatch from you, you know, the government's trying to, well, now the government's not trying to cover up UFOs, so now we don't believe in them anymore. You know, the government is lying to you about the shape of the earth, all these things. Whenever they start doing that, and it is, it's just a regular guy like you, it makes it seem more real. And it's like there's got to be a, there's got to be something in these people that knows, hey, this guy is a bozo. He's not seen Sasquatch. He's never been abducted by aliens. But yet you will listen to him. You love to hear what he has to say. And it does. It just excites that that uh, fantasy part of your brain. And it is. It's it's a very carnal thing. And so you do. You So you have uh, fantasy people that love those things. But there's another layer that you can get into when it comes to this, especially on YouTube. And that's when, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to conspiracies or fantasy things involving a biblical element. Because... We know the Bible's true. So that's why another thing that's real popular that sounds a lot like a lot of your fantasy movies, Lord of the Rings, that type of thing, is the Nephilim doctrine. Boy, people, they get all caught up in the Nephilim doctrine and human-angel hybrids and all that kind of stuff. They, they love that stuff. Those things get all the views on YouTube. That's what people get excited about. And so when you start talking about the rapture, when you start talking about things to come, it does. It excites just that desire for fantasy in a lot of people 
But if we actually were to handle the scriptures correctly, if we were to rightly divide, if we were to actually emphasize what the Bible actually emphasizes, you're not going to make any money on that. That's not what people are looking for. People are looking for fantasy. And there's people who have taken the scriptures and they've taken taken a very unbiblical approach to everything and yet they've made a lot of money with it. And I'm going to show some examples here in a little bit. But before I do that, I do want to point out one thing because I'm going to show you some scriptures here in a little bit that, to show to the results of bad teaching on eschatology. But before I do that, I want to point out something. And uh, that is if you go to the, the Spirit of Prophecy YouTube channel, uh, you look at the videos and you sort by popularity. You want to know what one of the lowest ones is? It is the real purpose of prophecy. That is one of my most unpopular episodes that I've done so far. I told everyone this is probably the most important one. Yet, even though I told everybody it's probably the most important one, nobody wants to watch that one. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the whole point was godly living. Who cares what you know about, you supposedly know about timelines if you're just an ungodly individual? Who cares what your position on Bible prophecy is if you're a bad husband, if you're a bad church member, if you're a bad worker, if you have, if you have poor character, who cares what your position is? And it is disgusting and revolting when I see, you know, ungodly post-tribbers attacking godly pre-tribbers. I, I find that offensive and revolting and you make the cause look bad. And, um, but bad teaching, it does result to more ungodliness. So if you are claiming to be right and you're living ungodly, you know, is it's either the teachings problem or you're just a, you're somebody that's out there making the way of truth to be evil spoken of. And uh, you should be kicked out of any church that you're in uh, and not be around to be around decent people. But I do want to go around some, uh, I do want to show you some scriptures that I think are very important when it comes to this subject before I start calling out some false prophets. Okay, and this one will be a little more popular because I'm talking about false prophets, calling out some people. That always attracts the ungodly crowd too. They, you know, they love watching anybody get called out. But um, don't worry, it's not going to be as dramatic as some of you will like. But I am going to show some people who are great examples of those who their bad teaching, I believe, has produced more ungodliness and they have used the things of Bible prophecy simply as a way to make money. And these people should be marked and avoided. But 2 Peter 3.3 3 says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Now, what's, the wrong, what's wrong with these people who are about to teach something very wrong? They are walking after their own lusts. Their interpretation of the scriptures, of things to come, is based off of their own lusts. And so for them in particular, it resulted in them, I believe, just living lascivious lifestyles. They didn't want to think about the coming of Christ. They didn't want to think about coming judgment, which is what he talks about in 2 Peter 3. But it says in saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. 
So for these people who are living wicked, they don't want to think about Jesus Christ coming back. They don't want to think about coming judgment because the, their lust desired to just be disobedient to the scriptures and to the commands of God. And so that affected their teaching to where they were even denying the coming of Christ. But again, what is prophecy supposed to get us to do? Hey, I don't, again, I don't care what you know. I don't care about your timeline and how accurate you believe it is. And you're out there just, you know, condemning pre-tribbers every day because of their goofy timeline. When you're ungodly, Matthew 24, 44 says, therefore be also ready. Okay, now, I think somewhere in this passage where he's telling us to be ready, we will probably find out some things that will help us be ready. And is it going to be watching the news? Is it going to be paying attention to what's happening in Israel? Because Israel is God's prophetic clock. So be paying attention to what happens in Israel. Let's see. It says, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Sounds like he's going to come and you're not expecting. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give him meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware of, and shall cut him in sunder, and point him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So notice the way to be ready is to be a faithful servant. That means we are supposed to be right now doing the things that God commanded way back then. We should be being obedient. We should be fulfilling the Great Commission. You should be soul winning. You should be in church. You should be living a godly life in your home, at work, being a good husband, father, provider. You should be doing all those things. That is how you're ready for the coming of Christ. When he comes, he's going to find you being obedient. Not find you standing on the street corner with the sign, the end is nigh, the end is nigh, like people have been doing for decades. That's not, that's not how you be ready. No, he should, see, we, he should see you out there regularly, out knocking doors, out telling people about Jesus, but not acting like a maniac, you know, predicting, setting dates and all that kind of foolishness. It's a bunch of garbage. 2 Timothy 2.16 says, but shun profane and vain babblings. Why? For they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. What caused Hymenaeus and Philetus to err about the resurrection? Ungodliness. Profane and vain babblings produced ungodliness in their life, and that ungodliness produced bad teaching in their life. So understand, these things are all related. If Bible prophecy that you learn is not helping you be more godly, then you are missing the point. And you are going to do more damage or do more harm uh, than good to the cause. And so, again, bad teaching, okay, bad teaching is a result of ungodliness. Now, in Second Peter 3, these people, I believe it was a lascivious lifestyle that they were living that motivated them, uh, that caused their teaching to change. But understand, too, today, one of the things that are motivating or shaping people's teaching about 
end times and about the rapture is money. Okay? Money is the motivator. And so uh, they love playing on people's fantasies. And one of the biggest things that people have used to make money off people, to sensationalize things, to be a popular speaker is a word that you will not find in the Bible, but that is imminency. Imminency. Okay. Now, again, are we always supposed to be ready? Absolutely. The Bible teaches us to be ready. The way we prepare ourselves is not by watching for the signs. The way we prepare ourselves is being a faithful and wise servant or steward every day. That's how we prepare ourselves. But there's this imminency teaching that's out there where people are always, again, looking at signs, you know, meaning. Look at this event in the news. Look at what happened over here in Israel. And they get people all hyped up. They get them all excited about what's to come, thinking the rapture is about to come at any moment, getting them on the edge of their seat. And folks, this is not helping the cause. It's causing scoffers. It's causing people to just give up on these things. Again, a lot of my generation is going into full preterism. Why? Their whole life, they heard preachers. I, I can't tell you how many preachers I heard who are in heaven now, who were convinced, they were convinced that the rapture was going to come in their lifetime. They were convinced. Oh, well, what convinced you? The Bible. Okay, so was the Bible wrong or were you wrong? Obviously, they were wrong. But this is a real problem when we get, when we get these kind of things wrong. Now, let me show you uh, an example of some of these things and somebody who has profited greatly off of end times teaching. And this guy is batting 0%, okay? 0% in his predictions. And yet he, he has made more money than I will ever make in my lifetime. He probably made more money than I'll make in my lifetime just off this book. And that is our favorite John Hagee, the coming four blood moon series. This is back in 2015. It's hard to believe it was that long ago. 2015. Here we are eight years later, Hagee. Nothing happened. And notice this. Pastor Hagee is a world-renowned expert on Bible prophecy. How is he an expert when he's batting 0% in his predictions? The Four Blood Moons sermon series is something that speaks directly about end times prophecy and how it will affect the children of God. It is like nothing you have ever heard. No, it's exactly like everything we've been hearing for years. If you are wondering how long it will be until the Savior's return and what we can expect before his arrival, this is a perfect series for you. Listen to Pastor Hagee as he walks through the Bible and presents historical facts to outline futuristic details that will intrigue even the greatest skeptic. Learn the meaning behind the four blood moons. Hagee, you stink, man. You were wrong. Nothing happened. And listen, they don't want Baptists got caught up in that too. I saw Baptists, Baptists were referring to the blood moons. They were, they were convinced some that you know they were a lot more careful than Hagee. You know, most Baptists had learned from the likes of Harold Camping and uh, Edgar Wisnett and all these people. They they've learned from these people, so they're they were careful. But at the same time, too, they were talking about it a lot. A lot of preachers were making references to the coming blood moons. 
as if these were some signs to show that the rapture is about to come. That was in 2015. It's eight years later. Nothing happened. You know what? Every pastor that talked about blood moons, like in a way, I, I talked about it making fun of it. Because at that point, I had already come around on post-trib and I knew this is not this is not it. I'm like, nobody even ever talks about what the actual blood moon of the Bible is. It's the sixth seal where the sun has turned to darkness and the moon into blood. And that nobody nobody's bringing that fact up. The wait a minute. If you're saying these blood moons are related to the blood moon in the Bible, then you believe we're in the tribulation. You believe that the seals have already happened or have been happening. The blood moon is the sixth seal. But yet nobody nobody made that connection somehow. You know why? Because at the end of the day, Hagee was selling a fantasy that people enjoyed greatly. This anticipation, it's about to happen. But the problem is that preaching, all it did is it made people more skeptical about the coming of Christ. What they should have been doing that whole time is focusing on helping people be more godly. But that is not what they did at all. And unfortunately, they probably helped overthrow the faith of some. I referred to this uh, this uh, page the other day, but um, notice uh, this is Rapture Ready, Rapture Ready. Uh, this has been around for a long time, but look at this Rapture Ready News, end times related events daily. So every day something's happening, folks. This Rapture Ready site has been around for a long time. I mean, look at look at all these. I mean, just. Look at all. This is all stuff just for the last couple of months. I mean, look at all these things that are happening every day. Every day. I mean, August 16th, all these things are related to end times. Prophecy. Warring Palestinians are killing each other in refugee camps. Can I get a chapter and verse on that? You know, Israeli archaeologists find most ancient gate discovered in the Holy Land. A 55-year-old gate was discovered. Can, can I get... Uh, can I get a chapter and verse on that? Maiden flight of Russia's Oriole spacecraft set for 2028. How is that related to end times? Can somebody please explain that to me? How are these things related to end times? They're not related to end times. But again, people are fascinated with this and they want to think we're living in the Bible days. We're seeing these things unfold right now. And instead of focusing on on just being obedient to the commands of God and living life today the way God wants us to live, they got us paying attention to Russian spacecraft for crying out loud. And listen, if, if you're interested in Russian spacecraft, that's fine. But can we not connect that to end times events? Can we not act like this is related to what the Bible teaches? Come on, people. This Rapture Ready site is a joke. I have heard Baptists refer to it. They've shared articles about it. They act like it's this great source that helps teach a lot of things about the pre-tribulation rapture, about, you know, about the Jews and about imminency. Folks, that whole website is a joke. It's a scam. And you all and y'all are falling for it. You know why? Because it appeals to your lust, your love of of, of fantasy. And, you, and I know it sounds terrible talking about end times related to fantasy, but there is. There's the end times that the scriptures teach, but there is the end times that theologians are teaching that appeals to the fantasy part of you. And you guys eat that stuff up. And the thought of 
you know, these things all happening after your lifetime. That's not appealing to you. That's not exciting to you. And so instead of just saying, you know what, Lord, what do you want me doing today? You know what you do? You go and you get fed this fantasy garbage from false prophets, from people who are wrong on so many levels. And understand, I'm mainly focusing on just unsaved heretics. I don't now the rapture ready guys. I have no idea what they believe about salvation. I have I have no idea. So I'm not I'm not judging their salvation. We know Hagee is a heretic. We have we absolutely know for a fact he's a heretic and he's making a lot he's made a lot of money off of God's people. But here's my problem though is when I see Baptists repeating his foolishness. Again, every Baptist that talked about the blood moons back in 2015, they ought to apologize to their churches. And if they're not going to do that, then you know they ought to have the decency to resign. Because you need to admit, I got caught up in a bunch of fantasy foolishness. And again, for for preachers especially, you know, you know, that like I talked about before, that fantasy part of people's brains. You know, you've got the Hollywood where you know what you're watching's fake, but you enjoy it anyway. It's entertaining. But you got the next level where it's the YouTuber, the regular guy like you that knows all these things the government's hiding. The world's really flat. I mean, look look at the Sea of Galilee behind me, folks. Do you see, you know, do you see a curve there? Looks pretty level to me. Huh? Yeah, you know, but you love that stuff. You eat it up. And preachers eat up stuff about the rapture. And so it's like a part of you has to know this is this isn't right. This is fantasy. This is foolishness. These guys don't know what they're talking about, yet you keep going back for more. You keep going back for more. And no matter how many time Harold, times Harold Camping predicted the rapture and got it wrong, people kept going back for more. Why? Because he gave the people what they wanted, their own lust. Let's look at another example of a heretic who does this all the time, and don't and he gives himself an out, but you people eat it up, and he makes a lot of money off this stuff. And that is the Ruckmanite Robert Breaker. So look at this. Now I I don't even have all the years he did this. I'm just going to show you a few examples. But September 23rd, 2017. What is going to happen? Hey, okay, now notice it's six years later from 2017. 2017 was another big year. People thought the rapture was going to come. Uh, one of the reasons people thought the rapture was going to come, I believe that was 2017. I think that video is the one where he talks about the star constellation thing and how you know it's related to Revelation 12. A lot of people got caught up in that foolishness. Robert Breaker, he didn't, uh, he's not the one that came up with it, but he did help make it big. And he got like he got 93 million views on this. I'm sure that didn't hurt him, or not not 93 million, 9.7. Sorry about that, I inflated that a little bit. 9.7 million views, September 23rd, 2017. And, you know, again, he always gives himself an out. I'm not saying it's got to happen then, but, boy, it sure looks like it. What's he doing? He's appealing to your your love of fantasy. He's getting people all excited about something that's only going to lead to another letdown. You can't keep doing that and letting people down like this. But that's exactly what these people do. They don't care. As long as you give them the clicks, as long as you give them the views, as long as you help make some money, as long as you send in the donation, he'll keep feeding you baloney. I'll feed you all the baloney you want as long as you just keep on 
keep on bringing the you know giving me the clicks the views whatever and so obviously nothing happened in 2017 and he's done this type of thing more years i just i have a few here but look at this 2019 rapture with a question mark he's not saying there's gonna be a rapture in 2019 but you know what you still had 407,000 people who came back from more baloney doesn't matter there he is. And then, could the rapture be in 2020? Question mark. I mean, what this is on somebody else's channel that they mirrored. I'm sure he got a lot more than the 3,000 views on his channel. Could the rapture finally come in 2022? Same thing. How long are you all going to go for this kind of thing? He does this every year. There's more years than just what I'm showing you that he's done this type of thing. Now, I've not watched any of the videos, but it looks like this guy is really excited about 2023 for some reason. Look at this. Two months away. Jesus is coming very soon. I don't know if this is Robert Breaker. Uh, this is, um, I searched him, but it looks like he's saying, so two months away, this month, Question mark, of course. Looks like Jesus is coming back very soon. It's on Rapture Revealed, which I I don't know if they're connected to Rapture Ready or not. And then next week, question mark. This shows the Rapture is coming sooner than you think. Of course, now this was a month ago. <laughs> so, I mean, folks, how long are you going to let Robert Breaker do this type of thing to you? Again, he's profiting greatly off this. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. He draws the exact same whiteboard uh, timeline for everything that's basically his version of Larkin's chart. He's just barfing and regurgitating Larkin talking points, Peter Ruckman talking points. You know what? Peter Ruckman also batted zero in his prediction. Zero percent. We're not talking about people who got things right every now and then. The people we're talking about, John Hagee, Peter Ruckman, Harold Camping, Robert Breaker, these guys are batting zero. They've never predicted anything. They're not, they're not able to predict anything, yet you keep going back for more. Why? It's like, it's like a soap opera. It's like people who watch 37 seasons of some soap opera that's been running. You just keep coming back for more for whatever weird reason. It's because it appeals to your lust. And people like this that are giving people a false hope, people that are just uh, you know leading people astray like this, they should be marked and avoided. Now, I want to show you a couple more passages uh, in the scriptures that I think are important. You say, well, what if these guys predict something right? Okay, well, again, I, I, I definitely don't think we should follow people who are batting zero in their predictions. Again, Breaker, he's smart enough to always put a question mark on it. He's always putting a question mark on it. But again, he'll go and literally try to twist the scriptures into making it look like something could happen this year, like the Bible's pointing to 2023 or something like that. I mean, folks, do we even know how accurate our calendar is to people who start adding up the years and all that kind of foolishness? Do we even know our calendar is that accurate? Are we positive Jesus died in AD 30? Are, are we positive about that? I mean, I don't know. I'm positive he died. I'm positive he's coming back. But what would it be responsible for me as a preacher to use today's calendar 
and then come up with a number and then predict the rapture with that. I think that would be very irresponsible. That would be going outside of the Bible to do that kind of thing. It's not right. Deuteronomy 18.20 says, But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in thine heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. So when prophets prophesy things, or especially when they're saying, the Lord said this. Well, you know, the Lord told me the rapture is going to come in my lifetime. Guys have said that. I really believe the Holy Spirit has told me that the rapture is going to come within this time frame. And it doesn't happen. These people are speaking, are claiming to speak on behalf of God when they are not. They are worthy of death. And you should never do that kind of thing. Okay, you you should never do that. Okay, and if, if somebody wants to give their opinion, I mean, you know, people ask me sometimes, you know, do you think the Lord's going to come back in your lifetime? You know, I hope so. But if I'm going to give a reason for why I think that, I shouldn't make it, you know, so much a Bible reason, because at the same time, I don't have the evidence that the rapture is imminent. That certain things have taken place. I don't know. I do know I'm supposed to be ready. I do know it's pointless to talk to somebody who's ungodly about signs of the rapture. They're missing the most important things. They need to get those things down first. But I don't want to get people all excited based on my words about something that might not happen until after I'm dead and gone, until after they're dead and gone. That's a terrible, terrible thing to do. And guys like Robert Breaker, guys like John Hagee, they are. They are causing people to scoff at the idea of the coming of Christ. And Robert Breaker, he'll do it again. Rapture 2024, question mark. And his brain-dead, inbred, Ruckmanite followers are going to watch it. Oh, it could be happening. And some dude with a southern accent and his podunk collar church is going to be, I, I think, very likely the Lord could become back 2024. I mean, that's what happens if you rightly divide. If you rightly divide, they're going to repeat that junk and then just give people this false assurance that will it will increase to more ungodliness. And so notice, that, so notice I want to point this out too. I like to point this out because some people have looked at this before and thought it was like a contradiction. It's not a contradiction at all. But Deuteronomy 18 says the way we will know that somebody, uh, you know, whether they spoke in the name of God or not, is if the thing come to pass. Okay, so it says when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, okay, then you know that he's not a prophet of God. But then in Deuteronomy 13, so what some people do is they'll go to Deuteronomy 18 and say, so if it does come to pass then we know we can trust him and listen to him. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. If the thing come to pass, he still could be a false prophet. Okay? And that's why if Breaker ever does accidentally get something right, he's still a false prophet because he's not batting 100. Okay? He, he's still batting zero, but even if he moves his percentage up to .001, just understand he's still a false prophet. He said, but what about that thing he got right? 
Well, Deuteronomy 13.1 says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and give it thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to you to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way, which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put evil away from the midst of thee. So notice a false prophet might have a prophecy that comes to pass, but God says, I'm doing this to test you to see if you're going to actually love me. And so if that prophet is teaching you to do things contrary to the commandments of God, to get you to follow other gods, then you still shouldn't listen to them. And folks, the heresies of men like Robert Breaker and John Hagee and Harold Camping, who's dead and in hell right now, these the heresies these guys teach are great in number. They are horrible heresies. And so it doesn't even matter if they get something right. You know, if John Hagee writes a book tomorrow about a blue moon that's going to result in some kind of prophetic event, and it comes to pass, we still shouldn't listen to what that guy has to say. You know why? Because that prophecy is coming to pass so he can lead you into ungodliness. And that's what will happen. They will lead you into more ungodliness, and prophecy should make you more godly. Good preaching on prophecy will make you more godly. It will not turn, it, it will, proper preaching on eschatology will not turn you into a railer. It will not turn you into a liar. It will not turn you into a bad husband. No, it will help you in all these areas because it will get you looking for the things that you're supposed to be looking for, and that is Jesus Christ, his return, the fact we're going to stand before him, we're going to be judged. By him, we're going to receive reward. He's bringing his rewards with him. He's going to be doing all these things. And so that's going to motivate us to be more godly. And so whenever you hear preaching on prophecy, it shouldn't make you want to go home and watch the news. It shouldn't make you want to go home and see what's happening in Israel. No, it should make you want to go into the scriptures, into God's book, and to say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Lord, how will you... How do you want me to live? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my way. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's what good preaching on prophecy will cause you to do. It will cause you to be more godly. And you know what? I could I could be a lot more popular. I get a lot more clicks if I started just showing you stuff happening in the world. I'm like This looks like ends about to happen. Look at the Euphrates drying up. I have a video on my other channel about the Euphrates drying up. Folks, any of these stories that people use that, to connect to Bible events, like the end is near, you can go do searches. Every year these stories are recycled, whether it be the red heifer, whether it be the Euphrates drying up, whether it be you know plans to rebuild the temple, 
whether, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu got a cold and that was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. I mean, whatever it is, these things happen every year. I mean, folks, just the amount of stuff on this, uh, uh, the amount of news that we saw on that rapture ready site. I mean, good night. The Bible isn't big enough to record all these events. Okay, I don't know who I don't know who's in charge of this website, but these people are clowns. Soros to end most EU operations and radical shift. When all crimes are those against the state, these, these things have nothing to do with Bible prophecy. But you see Israeli, you see Israel, they're in the Bible. It's not even the same Israel, not even the same Israelis. You know, there's there's warring Palestinians. Most of this stuff is meant to get you hating on Muslims. It is amazing how much pre-tribbers and you know pro-Israel people hate Muslims. It's embarrassing how much they do. You know, Israel's voice of caution navigating the new U.S.-Iran deal. And here's the thing, too, about nothing, nothing from these crowds ever make Israel look bad. Nothing. The most anti-Christ people on the planet and nothing, they, these same people are supposed to be followers of Jesus. They never want to make these people look bad. Why is it? It all comes down to bad. It comes down, it all comes down to ungodliness and that ungodliness leads to bad teaching. You show me somebody who's teaching really bad in this stuff. I'm telling you, it's, it's ungodliness. It's lust. And even pre-tribbers, I, I am convinced, and nobody can convince me otherwise, that the sin that is causing pre-tribbers to teach what they teach, it's a couple things. Uh, one, it's the fear of man. That's why. Okay? The, the pre-trib rapture teaching has been thoroughly debunked. But we do have IFB fellowships, clubs, you know, it's not a denomination technically, but there are, there's a lot of fellowships and things and you're kicked out of the club if you're not pre-trip. And so it is, it's fear of man. It's this desperate wanting of approval of man. And it's, uh, it's an insecurity. A lot of people are still into it because um, that's where the majority are at. And they are so insecure when it comes to this subject because they know so little, they've not studied it out. They've not studied it out. I know there's a preacher that I know who I've talked to about this very subject who has admitted that he doesn't really know much about this subject, yet I listen to him with great passion and with great authority get up in his church and preach a pre-trib message that was straight out of a book. And I knew the book. You know why? Because I have the book. I read the book. I know where the flaws are. And he was verbatim preaching straight out of that book. And you know why? You know why he was able to do that with great authority and confidence? Because of the fact that the guy whose book he was reading is well-respected. And so he felt safe. He felt safe in associating himself with that man. And so that is, that is uh, and I'm telling you, that's killing a lot of independent fundamental Baptist churches is just this denomination mentality, this fear of man. And it's high time these guys go independent and actually let the Bible guide their teaching. It'll change, it'll change a lot of things in their church for the better. But uh, 
Again, that is and that is an example of ungodliness. A lot of these pre-tribbers, they're doing good in you know other places in their life, but that's one area where they have a major, major problem with the people who are about lasciviousness, you know, giving into the lust of the flesh and fornications and things like that. Their teaching typically goes to Jesus isn't coming back. Teaching that that's where theirs typically goes because they're scared of facing that judgment. And so again, it, it can go all different ways. There's a lot of different types of ungodliness, but ungodliness always leads to bad teaching. And so even if you're right on eschatology and you are still ungodly, okay, you're going to be off. You, you know, you actually are off on the more important things. So you do. You have bigger problems to worry about than what pre-tribbers do. And so you just need to get your heart and your life right and stop being, uh, you know, a railing, lying phony. And so uh, hopefully this was a help to you. Watch out. Again, there, there are so many videos out there, you know, doing these things on prophecy. I'm seeing them on my YouTube feed. The end is near, you know, 60 trillion views, you know, you know all, all and, and exaggerating a little bit. But there's all these videos showing these prophetic things. Bible being fulfilled before our eyes. 370 bazillion views. And it's just like, this has been going on forever. When are these people going to learn? I, I, could, I could put a video on it that says, rapture coming next month. And not only would it get a lot of views, but it would probably get those same idiots coming back for more even after next month when the rapture doesn't come. You know why? Because I, I fulfilled that desire for fantasy in their mind. And so you got to watch out for that, folks. This stuff does it. This you know, this uh, weird eschatology teaching, it's in the same camp. It appeals to the same thing that drives, you know, the flat earthers, the Nephilim crowd, UFO people, Bigfoot. And we don't need to get caught up in that kind of thing. It's embarrassing and it is unprofitable and it leads to ungodliness. So hopefully this was a help to you. Preach to you again today, but y- y'all need it. Go watch the stinking the real purpose of prophecy video. Come on, why don't let that be the most unpopular video on this channel. Y'all, man, my audience needs to get their heart right. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. So go check that out, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks for watching. God bless.